Hello and welcome to The Grove Zone. You have tuned into the podcast of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. At Union Grove, we are learning, serving, giving, and connecting under the leadership of our senior pastor, Dr. David Anthony Clark, Sr. For more information on Union Grove, find us on the web at www. .thegrovewr.org. And now, here's a word from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Amen. Good to see the Myricks in the house today. Alvin and Pam, bless y'all. Right on. Amen. Uh, I want to raise the question, what do you do in a church full of ants? What do you do in a church full of ants? One more time for the people in the back. What do you do in a church full of ants? Amen. When it comes to poverty, some poverty is unavoidable. External conditions beyond one's control can cause one to find themselves, despite their best efforts, impoverished, broke, poor, however you want to articulate it. I believe there are some people in my hometown of Flint, Michigan, living in poverty they could not avoid. According to one article published in uh, in 2017, almost half of the people in the city of Flint were living in poverty at that time. In a city that once boasted the highest median income in the state of Michigan, thanks to General Motors, U.S. Census data showed in 2016 there were nearly 43,000 people living under the general under the poverty level, which the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services listed as $11,880 for a single individual. In 2016, according to the 2016 data received from the U.S. Census. Flint had the nation's highest poverty rate among U.S. US cities with at least 65,000 residents. The Bureau also estimated that 45% of Flint residents lived below the poverty line in 2016, up from 42% in 2015. Flint also had the highest rate of childhood poverty with an estimated 58% of Flint residents under age 18 living below the poverty line, where the national rate was 18%. There were external factors beyond one's control that contributed to these realities. City planning, lack of economic diversity, and increased competition for funding and resources with the suburbs all played a part in Flint's leading the poverty rate. Uh, It was even said that even as more people have gotten back to work after that recession that Uh, that had happened during that time, the lack of adequate wages and access to health care 
means that people are working but still not able to lift their families out of poverty. All of us, I'm sure, have heard of the working poor. So there are factors beyond our control that can, that can cause people who were doing well to fall on hard times. We can sort of see how this has happened in Flint. On the other hand, on the other hand, some poverty can be totally avoided. It needs to be avoided so it doesn't attack you like an armed robber. This is what our text today points out. Look at verse 11, Proverbs 6 and 11. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, the King James Version says, traveleth. The word traveleth means to go, to, to, to walk, uh, uh, to come, to depart, to proceed. And the, the proverbial author is trying to paint this picture of poverty as if it's on the move looking for somebody it can attack. Poverty, he's, he's trying to paint a picture of poverty uh, as a roaring lion seeking whom it may devour. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. New Living Translation, as we've already read. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Some poverty can be avoided unless you're sluggish. Or, as the New Living Translation puts it, lazy bones. Verse 6. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Verse 9, New Living Translation. But you lazy, bone, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? Lazy bones. Lazy bones. Lazy bones. This pertains to those who are slow to take any action. It, it suggests a lack of discipline or initiative. Lazy bones. Lazy bones. It's, it's a person who is habitually lazy and inactive, suggesting he or she has no discipline or initiative. Lazy bones. Lazy bones. The lazy bones need to gain wisdom from the ants. It is insinuated that the lazy bones, the sluggards, are foolish. So the question becomes, y'all, why are these lazy bones foolish? They're foolish because they're sleeping. Look at verse 9. Verse 9. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. They're, they're, they're lazy. They're, they're being criticized because they're asleep. They're, they're asleep. It speaks of laziness and sleeping as if these folks are sleeping their lives away they're they're sleeping their lives away don't sleep your life away don't don't sleep your life away and the bible has a number of verses where they uh where where it it, it looks at laziness as something you want to avoid is 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 bad it's it could even probably be deemed sinful to be lazy, to be asleep. Proverbs 10, 5, the NIV says, he who gathers crops in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps during summer or during harvest is a disgraceful son. Proverbs 19, 15, NIV says, laziness brings on deep sleep and the shiftless man goes hungry. Paul told the Thessalonians, and a number of us have said this, if you don't work, you don't eat. You don't eat. 
the lazy bones is sleeping. What's, what's wrong with that? What's, what's wrong with that? A couple of things real quick we're going to raise up. Number one, number one, they're sleeping instead of forecasting. They're sleeping instead of forecasting. The ant is to be learned from because the ant can forecast the arrival of winter where it will be difficult to gather resources to survive. The ant instinctively knows in the summer that winter is coming. So verse 8, verse 8, in verse 8, they grind and gather food in the summer and live off of what they've stored in the winter. Verse 8, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. They can forecast. They can forecast the lazy bones, the lazy bones, the sleeping sluggard sleeps instead of forecasting. But but much, much of your prosperity, hear me, y'all, much of your prosperity and success in life depends on how well you can forecast for your life. Much of your prosperity and success in your life depends on how well you can forecast for your life. Just as Ben Jones, WMAZ uh, news, newscaster or weather, weatherman, and his team help us uh, with weather forecasts, wisdom is when you can make forecasts for your life. I check the weather forecast almost every day. How many of y'all check the weather forecast? It, it's not always accurate, is it? According to the forecast I saw when I checked my app yesterday, it was not supposed to rain yesterday. I almost went to wash my car. I'm glad I didn't. It wasn't supposed to rain yesterday, not supposed to rain today. Now, when I checked the forecast this morning, it's not supposed to rain for about the next four or five days. I won't be surprised if it's thundering and lightning and raining the night. But Ben, <laughs> but ben Jones, WMAZ, and their, their, their team, Ben Nim, look at their radars and give us forecasts. They tell us what, what we can expect to happen, whether it's rain, sunshine, high temperatures, low temperatures, fog, tornadoes. But when Ben comes on with his sleeves rolled up, how many of y'all ever seen Ben Jones come on with his sleeves rolled up? When he comes on with his sleeves rolled up, what does that mean? It's, it's serious. We got some bad weather coming. You better watch. Better watch Ben and pay attention. Ben, ben has his sleeves rolled up. Those are times you may want to take shelter. Those are times you may want to stay off the road. You may want to be on the lookout for dangerous winds. Ben, ben has his his sleeves rolled up. And there's another young man. I don't know if he's still on the WMAZ news uh, or weather team. Uh, when he goes live, I, I'll read the comments on Facebook. And uh, he, he's there on a, in a suit. Bad weather. He's giving us up to date minute by minute, you know, what's happening. with. But he's wearing a suit. And sometimes in the comments, they'll say, take off your jacket and roll up your sleeves. I ain't rolling up my sleeves. <laughs> That's Ben's thing. Ben having them sleeves rolled up. When you're when you watching the news and the news lady ain't, ain't even supposed to be on and Ben is on there with his sleeves rolled up, you know, uh-oh, something's up. You tell him, hey, be, be, hold on, hold on, hey. Ben got his sleeves rolled up. Hold on. We, wait a minute. What's going on? I think the author of our text has his sleeves rolled up. I think, he, I think he has his sleeves rolled up as he tells the sluggard, the lazy bones, take some lessons from the ant. There's some bad stuff, some stuff you'd rather avoid, some stuff that you can expect of your life because you're sleeping instead of forecasting. Some things can be difficult to forecast and anticipate like COVID and how long COVID would last. How many of y'all back in 2019 thought you'd be wearing masks in 2022? 
Couldn't forecast COVID. Couldn't, didn't see the spike in these prices of gasoline and food and housing. But you can forecast weather. You can forecast winter. The ant instinctively forecasts winter and handles summer accordingly. Here's a pop question. Let me see if you've studied. See how well you did in school. What season, what time of year are we in right now? Okay, I'm going to ask again. I thought I'd get a quicker response than that. What season, are, what, what time of year is it right now? What season are we in? It is summer. How many of you say summer? All right. Anybody disagree? Well, you know, it kind of depends on how you look at it. I mean, you know, some people are saying it's summer. I mean, you, we agree that it's summer. What, what season or what time of year comes next? Fall. Who says fall? I'll take fall for 200, Alex. Fall. Anybody disagree that fall is not coming after summer? Anybody want to argue? Well, it depends, you know. It, sometimes, sometimes we skip fall, you know, like, like leap year. You, sometimes we have fall, sometimes we don't. Now, in middle of Georgia, it, sometimes it may not feel like you had a fall. It's almost like we go from summer to winter, summer light, skip spring, summer, kind of, and then summer. It seemed like we skipped. Sometimes you go through spring like, man, did we have spring? But you never have to guess in the middle of Georgia if you had a summer. After summer comes fall. How many of you are sure of that? You know, you, never, you ain't got to look it up. Like, you got to look up when is Easter next? You got to look up when is Easter? Is it March or is it April? You got to look up. You may not know when it's going to be Easter, but, but you know that the next season is fall. After summer comes fall. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. After fall, we're going to experience winter. How many of you know that for sure? Not a doubt in your mind. Got to look at Anybody need to look it up? Do you need to Google it? Some stuff you need to Google. You need to check it out. You don't know. These are things that we, we can forecast with certainty. We don't guess. It's not probable. There are no um, uh, uh, conditions you may not know what the first day of fall is. May not know what the first day of winter is. May not feel like winter when it's winter in Georgia. May not feel like it's fall. But, but you know, after summer, we're going to have fall. After fall, we're going to have winter. There are some things you can forecast with certainty. It's going to come. It's not if, no ands about it. It's going to fall is coming. Winter is coming. The winter uh, of the ant gathers in the summer, grinds and gathers in the summer because the ant knows winter is certainly coming. Is coming. Is coming. As the ant grinds and gathers in the summer, the ant has instinctively forecasted with great certainty that winter is coming. What situations or seasons can we be certain are going to show up in our lives? Teens can forecast with certainty that adulthood is coming. And it's coming with all the pressure, bills, mistakes, children. If the Lord allows you to keep living, adulthood is coming. And it's coming with all its needs. Adulthood is needy. 
Adulthood needs you to get some bills, needs you to pay your bill, needs you to take care of yourself. Adulthood is, have you ever thought about how needy adulthood is? That might be why some of our children have a hard time adulting because adulthood is needy. Need you to have your own rent. Need you to pay for your own food. Need you to pay for your own bill. Need you to buy your own car. Need you to have your own place to stay. Need you to have your own, eat your own food. Adulthood is just needy. <laughs> Teens, you can be certain that the Lord allows you to keep breathing. Adulthood is coming. Handle your summer years of growing up in your mom and them house so you can get to the winter of adulthood and thrive. One thing all of us can forecast with certainty is aging. Aging. If the Lord allows you to keep breathing, you going to get older. And you going to feel it at some point. You, your body going to let you know. Your mind is going to let you know. Your joints are going to let you know. Your feet probably going to let you know. Your knees probably going to let you know. Your mind is going to let you know. Oh, yeah, your doctor's going to let you know. Your, no, your doctors are going to let you know. I did not have all these doctors 20 years ago, Nikki. I had a doctor. Now I tell my wife I'm going to the doctor. Which one? <laughs> Which one gets to co-pay this week? One thing all of us can forecast with certainty is aging. The winter of aging is certainly coming. What you do in the summer of your 30s, 40s, and the fall of your 50s and 60s, you need to do it so that you can thrive in the winter of your 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s. Don't sleep through your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Don't sleep financially and spend money on what you want now and not have money for what you need later. <laughs> Aging is coming. It is certainly coming. Handle your money now as if you want to have some money later. Don't sleep physically and not take good care of your body. Aging is certainly coming. Neglecting your body will catch up with you. Get annual physicals and regular checkups and screenings. Eat right at least most of the time. Exercise. Stop making excuses for not going to see the doctor, the chiropractor, the dentist. Sleep on, sleep, sleep on taking good care of your body in the summer of your life. You can expect a rough winter of poor health in your, bitter, in your latter years. We can be certain that aging is on our forecast. Don't sleep. Wake up and govern yourselves accordingly. The, the ant, the ant can instinctively forecast the arrival of winter. So they grind and gather in the summer so they can thrive in the winter. Winter is certainly coming. Aging is certainly coming. There's another thing we can forecast with great certainty, death. You can be certain of death being on our forecast. Take care of your soul in the summer of your life. Make sure your soul is saved. Did you hear what I said? Take care of your soul in the summer of your life. Make sure your soul is safe. Now, I pray that you live a long life, but the winter of death is certainly coming. The lifespan of an ant varies. It depends on the species. Some ants live only a few weeks, where some others can live over 20 years. Death is on all our radars. This isn't to scare any of us. I'm not trying to scare anybody. This is to wake up the spiritually sleeping sluggard to come to Jesus and receive him as Savior and Lord. 
Living without Jesus is a foolish way to live. Living without Jesus is a dangerous way to live. I, I, I probably need to roll up my sleeves and tell that, that sleeping sinner, you need to give your life to Jesus. You are in danger. You are in, listen, you, it's, it's about to be on you. You better hear what I'm telling you. Let me roll up my sleeves. You better give your life to Christ today. The winter of death is certainly coming. Certainly coming. It's as simple. Listen, giving your life to Christ is as simple as A, B, C. Admit that you're a sinner and you need a savior. B, believe that Jesus is the son of the living God. C, confess Jesus as Lord. And according to the scriptures, if you do that from your heart, you shall be saved. You shall be saved. Those who die without Jesus can forecast eternity separated from the presence of a loving, gracious God. Eternal torment is on your forecast. Hell is what you can expect. Receive Jesus today. The sluggard, y'all. The lazy bones. Is criticized because they're sleeping instead of forecasting. Secondly, secondly, they're sleeping instead of grinding and gathering. They're sleeping instead of grinding and gathering. They're sleeping instead of gather, grinding and gathering. Ant, ants grind and gather in the summer. As a result, they live off what they gathered in the summer during the winter. In fact, in fact, they do not grind and gather as individuals. Rather, they do so as a community, a colony. They each look out for the whole. As a result, the whole colony thrives. In reality, I, I got to point this out because some of y'all might be some, some antologists and I just don't know. But just in case, I know that ants live in a caste system where there's an hierarchy. They, they do have, it's a caste system, but, they, but they're a community of ants. They're a colony. They look out for, for one another. The author of our text is probably considering how ants grind and gather not for each ant, but for the whole colony of ants. This should make all of us consider grinding and gathering so we can be a blessing to the community. In other words, don't be a lazy member of your church. Say it again. Don't be a lazy member of your church. Grind and gather so you can be a blessing to the body. Let's consider how the ants who have attained, uh, in particular, let's, let's, let's consider how the ants who have attained educational accomplishments can help the academically lazy bones in our midst. Let's face it. I may get in trouble for this with the truth anyhow. Some students perform poorly due to academic laziness. Not all of them. But there are some. Some students who perform poorly because they're not willing to put in the work. Amen. They're not willing to put in the work as it pertains to learning. They're sleeping instead of grinding and gathering in the classroom. So to any academically sluggish students under the sound of my voice, you're getting an education helps all of us. You're getting an education in being uh, an intelligent, uh, productive member of society helps all of us. All of us. Get your education. Get, get, get you some learning. Get you some education. Get you some learning. There's been, a lot of, there's been a lot of noise about student loans being forgiven this past week. Praise God anyhow. I don't know how y'all feel about it. 
But I need all of our students to understand, your, all of your teachers may not be in bondage to student loans, but some of them probably are. And I need, I need all my students to, to just take notice of how, how many people willingly go into debt to teach children, knowing they're going to be underpaid, knowing they're going to graduate school with all this debt, and get in the classroom and hate students or hate teaching. And it could be that these, that these teachers that you think hate students or don't like, it, it could be that they hate the misbehavior and parents who co-sign it and administrators who don't back the, student, back the teacher up. That's probably what they hate and what make them hate. If you had to step into a classroom full of folk, you got to teach them, but they don't want to learn, that would drain the living daylights out of you too after a while. No wonder so many people are leaving education. I need our students to understand. These folks, who are in the, our teachers who are in these classrooms, they know they ain't going to get rich teaching. Honor them and respect them for their sacrifice, for, their, for the noble task that they have undertaken, knowing they're going to be underpaid, underappreciated, and under the gun to get you to pass some tests. Your academic excellence helps all of us. All of us. So the author of our text is warning the sluggard, warning the lazy bones, because there's a forecast. Verse 11, again, the forecast poverty attacking like an armed robber and he talks as if he's certain this is going to happen he's certain he talks look then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit it's, it's, he paints a picture uh, scarcity will attack you like an armed robber like an armed man it's not just showing up to harass you it's showing up with weapons to take you out this word means like one fully equipped one who attacks his foe with such onset and force that against him, resistance is useless. It's like this poverty is going to come and attack you and it won't be a thing you can do about it. That's, that's the warning the author is trying to give. You, you keep on sleeping, poverty is going to jump on you and beat you down like you done stole something. Has the sleeves rolled up. Warning the sluggard of a poverty he or she can avoid. He seems to speak of a couple things that can be expected to happen with a great degree of certainty. Winter for all and poverty for the lazy sleeping sluggard. And the sluggard will have no one to blame but themselves. This poverty that they can avoid. So we were leaving the, the, the sneaker ball last night. When I tell y'all that thing was fire last night, it was fire. We were leaving and we got down to... Uh, we got right to where we were going to get on 247. And I said, man, I missed where I could have turned on Eisenhower and got on 75 South. And uh, so we were about to get on 75 North when we were going to the sneaker ball, but traffic was backed up. So I turned around and hit 41 and took 41 on up into Macon. So I just, I just had that same mindset going home, but I got, to, I got right where I was about to get on 247 and said, man, I missed where I could have turned on Eisenhower, got on 75 South. My wife said, well, you could turn right here Right? And, and going up at 75, you can get on 75 South in just a couple of seconds. Said, you, know, you know what? You're right. I think that might be the first time I said that since 2008. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Husbands, I actually said that to my wife. Last, you know what? You're right. I don't know when the last time you told your wife that. You might get in trouble. Pastor Clark said, no, that was Pastor Clark. I, I told her last night for the first time since 
You know what? You're right. So I made a right and realized that I was going in a direction that would have taken me up into the hood. And I'm like, oh, this ain't the right I meant to make. <laughs> this ain't the right I meant to make. So let me make this quick left. I mean quick. So I made a quick left because that turn I made was taking me up into the hood and making on Saturday night. Don't want to be in the hood making ever, not on a Saturday night. So realizing I was heading in the wrong direction, I changed my direction. That's what the author is trying to get the sluggard to do. You, you headed in the wrong direction. You, you're headed to a place of poverty that you can avoid if you make a turn right quick. And, and you, you got to make the turn. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You, you're headed in the wrong direction. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go to that, not that hood at night, not, not, the, not tonight. I left the house in such a hurry, I, I left without certain things. No, not, not tonight. I need to make this turn. Even if I had it, I'd still make my turn. I had to make my turn. You're headed in a direction you want to avoid. That's what the author is telling the sluggard. You're, being sli you're sleeping. You're not taking your academic pursuit uh, uh, seriously. You're not taking, taking, taking care of your body seriously. You're not taking, taking care of your soul seriously. You're not taking your, your, your future seriously. You, you need to make a turn. Because you're headed somewhere. You're going to end up there. You don't want to be there. You can avoid what's waiting for you. So the question is posed in verse 9. The question is posed in verse 9. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? Lazy bones, when, when will you wake up? When will you wake up and live today with a clear forecast of your tomorrow? When will you wake up and get your house in order? When will you wake up and take better care of your body? When will you wake up and get your finances in shape? When will you wake up and serve the Lord's people according to the gifts he's given you? Go learn from the ants. I want to ask you, when will you wake up and stop sleeping in a church full of ants? Why do I say our church is full of ants? Because the Lord has graced our church to have several people who are thriving in the winter of their lives. They were grinding and gathering during their respective summers and now they can teach the sleeping sluggard how to deal with the challenges of life as people of color and yet thrive. We have ants in our church. Amen. We don't need to call no exterminator either. We got ants in our church. People who were wise with their money, their opportunities, and their bodies and did the doggone thing. We, we have ants in the grow zone who overcame all sorts of obstacles, challenges, setbacks, ups and downs, wins and losses, sunshine and rain, joy and pain, and made it. With less opportunities, less resources, and made it. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm saying Union Grove has ants. 
a bunch of them, a bunch of them who came up through segregation, Jim Crow, limited opportunities, retired from one career only to embark upon another and retire from that one and enjoy the blessings of the Lord in the winter season of life. Listen, we got some ants in this church. Don't need to call an exterminator. Don't need to call Orkin. Don't need to call pest control. We, we got ants, and we got some ants. Listen to me when I tell you. We got ants who know Jesus as their Savior. Did y'all hear what I said? I said they know Jesus as their Savior. They know Jesus as their Lord. They Listen, they, they know Jesus as their way maker. They know Jesus as their keeper. They know Jesus as their provider. They know Jesus as their healer. They know how to trust Jesus. They know how to call on Jesus. They know how to wait on Jesus. We got ants in our church. They know he'll make a way. They know he'll fix it. They know it was Jesus who healed them from cancer. They know it was Jesus who helped them recover from that stroke and that heart attack and that car accident and that bankruptcy. They know it was Jesus who gave them strength when they had to bury their husband, their wife, their child, their children, their mother, their father. They know it was the Lord who made a way for them to make it through school while they worked and raised a family. We got to answer in this church. I said we got ants in this church they know it was the Lord who made a way for them to get every promotion they know it was nobody but the Lord who brought them from Vietnam Saudi Arabia of Afghanistan they know it was nobody but the Lord who gave them strength to endure and persevere and bounce back when they got knocked down and listen let me give you a forecast you gonna get knocked down don't take this the wrong way. Don't listen. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what the devil's going to do. You going to get knocked down. I'm telling you with a great degree of certainty, you going to get knocked down. But we got some ants in here who will tell you, baby, when you get knocked down, God will give you strength to get back up. When you don't think it's worth getting back up, get back up. We got some ants in here who have been knocked down, but they've got back up. You know the glory, but you don't know their story. I need to know, are there any ants in this house who have gotten knocked down, but you got back up? We got a generation that can't cope. We got a generation ready to commit suicide. We got a generation so ready to quit. We got a generation feel like they can't take it. We got a generation feel like they can't make it. Listen, listen to me. You ain't got no clothes on no clothesline. You ain't got nobody coming out to burn no cross in your front yard. You ain't got nobody. Kid. Listen, you ain't got it rough. We got some folk who experience all that and some more. Bounce back and they still here giving God the praise, giving God the glory, giving God the honor. Still got their hallelujah intact. Still got their thank you Jesus intact. Listen to me. I said we got some ants in this church. People who have been through hell and high water but made it. When you get knocked down, the question is, are you going to stay down? I declare that you're getting back up. Whenever you get knocked down, call on the Lord and he will help you. Get back up and keep going. We got ants in this church. The lazy bones, the sleeping slugger can learn a lot from the ants in our church. In fact, in fact, all of us 
who are still grinding and gathering need to gather life lessons from the ants in our church. I'm closing with this. You can either let the ants intimidate you or inspire you. Or even better, you can let the ants in our church instruct you. Learn from the ants. That's what you do in a church full of ants. I'm done. God bless you. Let's stand. This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.